0: What an amazing Easter we're having. It's unprecedented, everything's upside down, but it's still a time to focus in on the central theme of Christianity, and that is this, that God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves you, friend, he loves me, he loves this world. He loves this world so very, very much, and that's what Easter is all about. You know, we've heard the incredible Easter story in that, in that fantastic clip earlier on um, that just expressed God's plan and God's love just, it just absolutely says it for me. As I was seeing that, you know, I was just um, stirred up on the inside and reminded of, of God's plan, that God had a plan. It may have looked like everything was going wrong, but God had a plan to redeem this world. In all the pain, in all the suffering, in all of the crucifixion, God had an amazing plan. You know, Christ who lived the perfect life who healed the sick? Who provided for people's needs? He he included the outcast and 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 he even accepted people who were rejected by everybody else. That same Jesus Christ was crucified, the innocent for the guilty. We've just been singing, um, you know, and yet on the third day at the empty tomb, there's that great cry of victory. It's the shout of the church that Jesus is not here. The tomb is empty. The stone was was open and and you know the angel said he's not here he is alive Jesus Christ raised from the dead and he's now crowned with many crowns he's now king of kings and lord of lords he he's taken hell you know the keys of death hell and the grave and he was raised in all authority and all power today is Easter Sunday and that's what we are celebrating today you know, today Jesus is enthroned. He is he is crowned and Easter is the perfect combination. On the cross we see empathy and yet when he's raised from the dead we see the victory. On the cross we see the shame and yet when he's raised from the dead we see the joy. On the cross we see the pain and the suffering and yet when he's raised from the dead we see the f- f- freedom that God wants to bring. It is an amazing uh, Combination. The Bible says that God was in Christ restoring the world, bringing the whole world back to himself. What an amazing saviour we have. Easter tells us that God's not angry with us. Easter tells us that God has forgiven us. Easter tells us that God has provided healing for us. Easter tells us that God has given an abundant life to all those who trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This is the Easter message. Friend, today we have something to celebrate. Easter Sunday, we can rejoice in the midst of everything going on around us. There is something to celebrate that Jesus Christ is alive. I'd like us to read a passage of Scripture now. I put a, a couple of the Gospels together just so we get the flow and you know, just so we get the right um, fullness of the account. We're going to begin in Mark chapter 15, and we're going to go to Luke and back to Mark and then back to Luke again just so we get the full account of it. Um, it says this, if you'd like to join me. At the sixth hour... There was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they had heard that, they said, Look, he's calling out for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine. He put it on a on a stick and he offered it to him to drink and and. They said, just leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come and take him down from the cross. And after Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said that, he breathed his last. At that time, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the centurion who stood at the cross He saw that he cried out like this and he breathed his last. The centurion said, truly, this man was the son of God. And on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, when they came to the tomb bringing spices, which they had prepared, but they found the stone had been rolled away from the tomb and they went in and they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood there in shining garments and they said... As they were afraid and they bowed their faces to the earth and they said to them, Oh, why do you seek the uh, living among the dead? He's not here. He is alive. Remember how he spoke to you when he was in Galilee saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And on the third day, he will rise again. Today, I want to speak to us about God's not finished yet. God's not finished yet. God has still got a work to do. That's... You know, perhaps sounds a bit unusual after just, you know, the passage here where Jesus says, it is finished. Um, you know, the great Easter cry is that it's done, it's all over. But today I want to say God's not quite finished yet. I love Easter because it gives hope no matter, you know, all the things going on, uh, whatever the world throws at us, God sees beyond the current challenge and he see, he, he has a plan and he sees into the future victory. This is exciting for us to think about today. You know, a very famous sermon, I think probably one of the most famous ever preached, um, is entitled It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. And it really tells the story that even though everything looks really bad on the Friday, Sunday's the day of, of authority and victory. In the space of 24 hours, there'd been so much happened in the life of Jesus Christ as he prepared for the cross. He'd been betrayed by Judas, and he'd been handed over to the temple guards. The temple guards had handed him over to the authorities. The authorities had handed him over to Pilate, and Pilate had handed him over to Herod. You know, Herod said, I don't really want to play with this, and handed him back to Pilate, and Pilate, you know, he says, you know, he cleaned his hands, and he said, I'm not going to be dealing with this one, and handed him over to the people. And the people who had been bribed, you know, they cried out, crucify, crucify him, and they handed him over to the soldiers. And then the soldiers, after they'd beaten him, crowned him with a crown of thorns, and they'd scourged his back, and they'd, uh, and they'd criticized him, and they'd shouted at him, they handed him over to those who would crucify him. He'd been handed over from pillar to post the same Jesus Christ who'd healed the sick, he'd, he'd helped people, he'd, he'd fed people. Even on the cross, when he was hanging on the cross, he forgave sinners. Even on the cross, he prayed for the ignorance of mankind in putting him on the cross. Even on the cross, as he drank the full punishment for sin, even on the cross, the Bible says he did not sin and he still portrayed God's love. For mankind. This same Jesus who allowed himself to be handed over from one person to the next and from, from accusation to affirmation, he had, he had been incriminated, he had been crucified. This same Jesus with the spikes in his hands and in his feet, he cried out with a loud voice It is finished. Into your hands, Father, I commit my spirit. Or in other words, he said, I'm done. It's finished. It's accomplished. Now, Father, I hand myself over to you for you to fulfill your plan with me. It was an amazing prayer of trust. It was an incredible insight to what was going on in the life of Jesus Christ. He said, I've done everything that I can do. Now, Father, all I can do is trust you that you've not finished yet. And I want to encourage us again today. God's not finished yet with your life. God's not finished yet with my life. God's not finished with our circumstances. I want to, you know, perhaps just go through a couple of three points today. And the first point is this. What looks like defeat is actually God's plan for a victory. <laughs> that's, that's an encouraging thing to think about. You know what? It may appear like he'd been betrayed and he'd lost control of his life. He'd been handed over from the, for, for, you know, from the temple guards to the authorities, to Pilate, to Herod, to Pilate, to the crowds, to the soldiers, to those who would crucify him. But actually through it all, Jesus Christ was in all authority in his own life. It may have appeared like it was a defeat, but in actual fact, it was God's plan for victory. As we think about other people in the Bible, perhaps we think about Joseph in the pit. Perhaps, you know... He's taken out the pit and he's put in Potiphar's house and he's accused and put into prison and yet it was God's plan for a victory for him to rise and have all authority in the nation under Pharaoh. As we think about the fiery furnace, it may have appeared like a defeat, but it was actually God's plan to bring a king to repentance. As we think about the lion's den, it may look like a defeat, but it was actually God's plan to bring a whole whole group of people out of exile. As we think about the time where, you know, a disciple of Jesus Christ, he denied Jesus three times. Around the crucifixion, he denied Jesus three times. It certainly appeared like a defeat, but it was actually God's plan to bring 3,000 people to repentance on the day of Pentecost. As we think about Paul and Silas in prison, in the inner cell, in the... You know, it says in the center of the night, in the darkest time, it appeared like an incredible defeat. But there they were singing songs to God and giving praise to God. And it was actually God's plan to start a church in Philippi. You see, when something looks like a defeat, it can actually be God's plan for a victory. And I want to encourage you today. Perhaps something looks like a defeat in your life, just like Christ on the cross to all those around looked like a defeat. But it was actually God's plan for victory because God. God has not, has not finished yet with your circumstances and with your situation. So you can be encouraged today and you can tell yourself and thank God, God's not finished with my circumstances. It may look like a defeat, but I'm coming out in victory in Jesus' name. The second point today is, is, and it's clear from this passage of Jesus on the cross, he cried out, it is finished. He, he said, I've done all I know to do. The second point today is we've got to do what, all that we know to do. I'm so thankful to God for His grace that I can draw strength from Him every day. I don't need to have some incredible strong insights and you know, emotional strength and, and all this sort of stuff. I can go to the throne of grace. And in my humanity, I can go to His, His, His incredible throne of grace to draw grace to obtain help in a time of need. You know when God says, having done all to stand, stand. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, in the evil day. In the evil day, and I don't know about you, but I think I can I can say without any doubt, the day we are in today is an evil day. There is all sorts of stuff that's happening, which is not God's heart and not God's plan for mankind. And it says in Ephesians chapter 6, Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Stand in Christ, stand in faith, stand in joy. But this isn't something that we've got to do and, you know, um, Grit our teeth, because the Bible says it's Christ in us who is our hope of glory. When God's Word says and encourage us, you know, encourages us to do all that we know to do, it's saying do all that you know to do in Christ. It's His life in us. When the Lord Jesus Christ hung on the cross with His arms outstretched and said, it is finished he had drunk to the dregs the punishment and the price that had to be paid. He had done everything he could do. That's the same Jesus Christ who lives on the inside of you. If you've said yes to Jesus, that same Christ with the same ability, with the same power. The Bible says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever lives in you, friend, and he lives in me. If you've said yes to Jesus, his spirit is alive on the inside of us so we can pray the prayer of faith. So we can speak to the mountain. So we can forgive the person who's, who's been so uh, horrendous to us. So we can praise God, even though there's no, you know, it says in God's word, even though there's no figs on the fig tree and there's no grapes on the vine, yet I will rejoice, yet I will praise God. We can do these things. Why? Because it's Christ in Us, we can draw from the Spirit of God that's on the inside of us. On this Easter Sunday, I'm so thankful that the one that said it is finished and was able to go through everything that the world threw at him, he lives on the inside of us if we've said yes to Jesus Christ. The Bible says he is an ever-present help in the time of need. He's ever-present because he's not out there, he's in here. He's ever present in every situation that we ever face because he's inside of the believer. The Bible says he's made our home in, he's made his home in us. Our third point today is this, and I want to encourage us to commit our life into God's hands. You know, when Christ was on the cross, he said, it is finished, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. It wasn't a fatalistic, oh, let's see what happens. And when I encourage us, you know, to trust in God, it's not a a fatalistic, oh, let's just see what happens, whatever God wants to do. It's something more powerful than that. It's saying, I understand that there are some things that only God can do. I can do what I can do and I need to stand and I need to believe God, but even then it's Christ on the inside of me. But there are some things that only God can do do. It's clear from God's word that Christ did not raise himself from the dead. The Bible says he was raised by the glory of the Father and by the Spirit of God. He was raised from the dead. He had to trust the Father to get him out, the Bible says, of the lowest place, the place he'd gone to pay the price for the sin of the world. He handed himself over to the father. I love that expression. You know, we've seen that he was handed over. He was betrayed and handed over to the authorities and handed over to Pilate and handed over to Herod and handed over. This is what the Bible says. He was handed over. His life seemed to be in the hands of other people. But on the cross, when it appeared like he was in absolute defeat, He was in authority over his own life and he handed himself over to the Father. What an incredible Savior that we have. And I want to encourage you today to hand your life over into the God who sees the bigger picture. Into the hands of the God who sees the bigger picture that I can trust God that he has a bigger plan for my life. I can, I can trust God that he will defeat my enemies, that I can trust God that he will bring me out on top. This is the God that I'm encouraging us to hand our lives over into his hands. We can trust God that he has enough power to do whatever needs to be done in our circumstances. You know, I do believe there's an evidence of trusting God and part of that is to praise God as though we got the victory today. And there's something about saying, God, I thank you, even though it may look like the Friday, even though it may look like a defeat's going on right now, but I trust you that you are bringing me out on top and I give you praise and I give you glory and I give you all the thanks. Why? Because I trust you that on the third day I'm coming out of this. When we've done all we know to do, all we can do, we trust in Almighty God. We can trust God with our family. We can trust God with our finances. We can trust God with our job. We can trust God with our experience. We can trust God with our relationship. We can trust God with our children. We can trust God with our health. We can trust God with our employment. We can trust God with our tomorrows. We can trust God with our life. We can trust God that he will take care of us. He will forgive us. He will restore us. He will heal us. We can trust God with our eternity. That has to be the greatest trust that there has to be in our lives. You know what? I don't want to trust my eternity to I hope I was good enough. I don't want to trust my eternity to, well, I hope I've done enough good works that I might get some karma back. Uh, you know, and be an improvement on my last life. I don't want to trust in that. I don't want to trust in the fact that I need to be religious enough or pray enough. I don't want to trust in anything other than the unfailing love and forgiveness and salvation of of the incredible blood of Jesus Christ, which the Bible says gives us eternal life. Friend, I want to encourage you today to trust in Jesus Christ, to trust your life and your eternity into his hands. You know, it says in God's word that if you believe in your heart, the Easter story, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord of lords and King of kings, if you give your life to him, if you say, Jesus, I trust you with my life. You know what the Bible says? You will be saved. And that may sound really complicated. It may sound, well, does that mean I've got to do this or I've got to do that or I've got to become religious or I've got to stop doing this and stop doing that. No, it doesn't mean any of that. It means one thing. It means to give your life to Jesus Christ. And what happens is, Just as He was raised from the dead on the third day. The Bible says that same thing happens on the inside of us. It's as if we are raised from the dead. Something happens on the inside of us. Life comes inside our hearts in the person of Jesus Christ. Almighty God who created the heavens and the earth. He becomes our our Heavenly Father. You know, the most famous prayer probably that's ever been prayed is, Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, etc. You know, it, it, it begins with our Father. And I want to ask you today, friend, is He your Father? He's your Father if you've given your life to Jesus Christ. And I'm just going to pray a prayer, a very simple prayer that says, Lord Jesus, I trust you with my life. Come into my heart and make me a brand new person. I want to know this salvation. We sang it earlier, my chains are gone, my debt is paid, the cross has overcome the grave. Something amazing happens when you give your life to Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to pray this prayer. Perhaps you haven't been to church for years, perhaps you've never been to church, perhaps you haven't ever given your life to Jesus Christ. Well today, friend, whoever you are, doesn't matter how old or young, what experiences you've had, what you've done, how bad you think you've been or good you think you've been, I encourage you to trust your eternity into the hands of Jesus Christ and invite Him to be your Lord and Savior. How about you pray this prayer with me now? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. Thank you for sending your Son to die on a cross and to be raised from the dead. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. And from this day on, I will never be the same again. Amen. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, I believe that you're now a Christian. You've given your life to God. And something amazing's happened on the inside of you. And I want to encourage you, you know, to perhaps open a Bible if you've never read one, or, or just begin to talk to God like you'd talk to your best friend, because He's there for you, my friend. So today, happy Easter. Happy Easter as we celebrate the fact that Jesus. He died on the cross and was raised from the dead. Let this be the greatest Easter you've ever experienced. God bless you and we'll see you next week.